0: Welcome back to another episode of All Day with Ellie. Today, we are traveling into a galaxy far, far away to discuss the women of Star Wars. With me today, I have the amazing Keir. But before we get into it, Keir, please go ahead and introduce yourself to the listeners.
1: Hi, I am so jazzed to be here. Um, longtime listener, first-time caller, as it is. Um, it's fantastic to be here. Thank you for having I'm me. I'm so happy that you're here. I'm so excited. I'm so, like... <laughs>
0: Cause you know what? It was inevitable. I was—you were always going to be a guest on the show. That was like Aww. in my mind. I was really? like, no, Kira's going to come on. Like she has to. I've got to like create an episode just for her. But then one day oh I God. like popped into the Jedi Council group chat and I was like, hey guys, I got this like you know list of episodes I'm planning. Anybody want in? And Kira jumped in, and I was like, yes. Say less. <laughs> I couldn't resist immediately. I mean, yes. I'm blue- Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) So um, so let's just get into it because I'm like very excited um, to talk about these incredible characters with you. To start things Mm -hmm. off though, of course, the world of Star Wars has many incredible female characters. Who are some of your favorite across the various forms of media that we have, starting off with the movies?
1: Yes. So, so many powerful women. I mean, I feel like... You can't talk about women in Star Wars movies without mentioning Leia, obviously, Obviously. kind of the OG, right? Like Carrie Fisher alone is an icon and Leia is just a fantastic, fantastic character. Someone who's like morphed from what her on-screen portrayal has been into all sorts of other kinds of media. And like Carrie herself, I feel like, has like flavored the character in her own special way, too. So Leia... Amazing. Um, Padme, obviously, Padme Amidala, Padme Naberri, icon of the prequel trilogy, um, queen of fantastic clothes in your oh closet, my gosh. Um, I love her so but much. so much more. <laughs> She's just everything. Um, I Yeah, she she was somebody when I, I'm a prequel kid, and I loved Padme, but um, I've really gotten to know her a lot more, I feel like, in the last few years with more content that's come out, the Queens trilogy, obviously, and like a bunch of other stuff too. And she's just so powerful. Like she and Leia are just such a, uh, an incredible link, I think in the Star Wars universe. So those two women, obviously, and then Rey in the sequels, of course. Absolutely. Those are the main three chicks. Yeah. Love Rey. Rey Skywalker is fantastic. um, And just very, you know, continuing that Skywalker lineage as it were, but um just really incredible women. I literally have a sticker on my desk I'm looking at right now with Shmi, Padme, Leia, and Ray, And they're all just like hanging out in like Force space. Just, they're like, also here and, for the like, show. Like to know each other. Yes. <laughs> they're also like... <laughs> here
0: for the episode. So shout out to them. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> are there any other characters that you'd want to like really spotlight from the movies before we go into the TV shows?
1: I mean, so those are the main ones, right? There are so many different kinds of women. So I'm going to because I could feel like I could spend like 45 minutes just talking about this first question. We'll just stick to okay. them and we can bring
0: up some other women. Later. We could, maybe we'll, we'll do another episode one day, maybe where it's just like, we're just going to talk about every single character for the yeah, entire fantastic. time. Just that's, everyone. I think that's the, <laughs> I think that's the solution for this right now. I love it. But I love it. transitioning to the TV shows, who are some characters who appeared in those that you would love to spotlight? Yeah.
1: Well, um, So my favorite uh, female character, the one I'm the most, you know, uh, bonded or close to or I feel like I know who you're going to say. General (laughs) is Hera Syndulla. Yes. I love Hera. (laughs) (laughs) She is everything to me. Space mom. And um, so she's been in the animated shows. She's going to be in Ahsoka, which is coming out so soon, like two months away. I feel like
0: the premiere kind of jumped on me. Because I don't know why uh-huh. my mind is still, I don't know, like in London in April, being like, oh my gosh, yeah, yeah there's still like several months until the show comes up No, <laughs> basically <laughs> no, it's just coming. a few
1: weeks. It's going to be here. Oh, yeah. Which, obviously, Ahsoka is like a huge one too, you know, started in Clone Wars, has appeared in just about every other Star Wars television show that's out there. Um, Dave Filoni's baby obviously but like has become such an icon and like role model for so many so -hmm. many people Uh, incredible growth too and so Ahsoka Hera is another big one I think Bo-Katan is also incredible Mm -hmm. from Mandalorian I'm with you she's someone who's a little more controversial right so like you see bits and pieces of her I think up until this last season in Mando where some people were not fans of her or maybe saw the character in a different light. And I love that we can get new content and new context and new perspectives um, from different storytellers um, on these characters like that. And I feel like Bo is a very complex, um, but powerful and um, influential woman in, in the history of star Wars. I'm trying to stick just to stick to three, but there's, there's so many. You're like but, uh,
0: those sticking are to three, to but my. I could probably name like 20 more. So i I feel that though I'm with you like whenever anyone asks me my favorite character anything I'm like hey can I give you a whole list (laughs) of like a hundred is that okay
1: (laughs) which is really honestly incredible like you know if you were a fan of Leia I think when the original trilogy came out you had such slim pickings and Star mm-hmm. Wars, especially most rec- like recently, has really just been flooding us with um, more, you know, incredible yep. characters that we can choose and see, you know, get get um inspiration from.
0: I'm so with you, so. and I love that. Yeah. I love that it's just like it's like a nice continuous flow of all these like amazing characters that we get introduced to and get to know and get to connect with, and it makes me so. Oh yeah. yeah! But for the final piece of media, who are your three? Yes from um, like comics and books and like the literature based material yes um I feel like so comics and books I mean
1: Star Wars books are some of my favorite things I think in the entire world because they're just ripe with lore and such incredible stories and you don't have to read all of them right but like there's so much out there um so uh, the first one that came to mind for me is Dr. Afra. Um, Afra is an incredible character who needs to make it to live action or something somehow. Um, just like if Indiana Jones was mixed with like this amazing spunky female who like gives Darth Vader the middle finger all the time, that would be Dr. Afra, and she's just fantastic. Um, also queer, which is amazing. So Afra is right up there um other characters from comics and books there's the high republic which has like it's so diverse it's so um i don't I keep saying ripe but it's just got a ton of stuff in there a ton of characters one of my favorites is vernestra who's actually going to show up in the agolite so she'll be in the tv show and comics which is gonna be amazing cannot wait she's literally got a lightsaber whip if that's, that's not so cool enough cool. oh my she's gosh. amazing um love that character um, but yeah, so, I mean, and I really like also, um, Admiral Sloan. So she was in the Aftermath trilogy and she's kind of been peppered around everywhere else too. She technically is a quote unquote bad guy, but you know, I support women's wrongs and I think Sloane is <laughs> yep. a very, very interesting character. Um, and, and I love that we're seeing more of the gray and we see more of things from different perspectives rather than just so like good guy, bad guy, you know what I mean? I love that. Yeah.
0: Three On that note, though, are there any other yeah. characters who appeared in the comics and books that you would love to see in a live action project one day? Oh, my gosh. I mean, yeah. Well, the cool thing is that a lot of like... um
1: Directors and storytellers who are working on live action stuff, Dave Filoni is kind of the blueprint for that, but they bring stuff from, from lore. Like Aila Sakura, for in- instance, was from the comics and they brought her into the movies, you know? And so like they're, they're they bring all sorts of people. Christantin from Book of Boba Fett was from the comics mm-hmm. in the movie or in the TV show now. So the groundwork is there, you know, it's more about who they're going to pick, you um, I am partial to Domina Tag because she is uh, gorgeous and I love her. <laughs> and she's totally women's wrongs, mm-hmm. like absolutely ridiculous, interacts with Afra. Um, she's got a freaking gun on her arm and wears like flowing yellow oh, dresses. Gosh. Like the mixture okay, kind of femininity of with, with like, badassery. <laughs> yeah, she's fantastic. Okay. okay? um so yeah there's a lot of good stuff out there um i'll take whoever they want to give us honestly not even picky
0: that's kind of what's (laughs) so exciting with that there's so many comics and so many books there's so much material Uh there's so many stories there's so many characters it's like come on just oh yeah bring them all in take your time take your time with it please but like yeah gradually introduce them
1: all why not is there nothing more rewarding than like seeing your little left shadow just showing up in little parts of the other universe? And you're like, oh my god, they're here and them and they know that person. Like, Afra has a whole little like arc with Hera, you know. And I'm like, oh my gosh, my two faves, you know. Like, it just is so it's so fun. Oh. I love when they do
0: that. Who? I mean, who knows? Maybe we will. Maybe, Maybe we will. Maybe, Maybe. who knows? Maybe. I mean, anything's yeah. possible. Anything's possible. Exactly. But um. <laughs> What makes these characters so empowering and so impactful for us as viewers? Yeah,
1: that is a good question. And I feel like it varies, you know, there are some commonalities. So I think for women, um, you know, again, talking about Leia being kind of the OG, like the only female character that you could have maybe really latched onto as um, like a role model or a favorite or whatever. But Um, something that is empowering, I think. So I think in like the 40s and 50s, they kind of leaned into this like femme fatale sort of thing. And like, you look at like some, not not in Star Wars necessarily, but like characters who leaned into sexuality as being bad, right? Mm -hmm. Or being like, you couldn't be a badass and feminine. And people who like Catwoman, you know, oh, she has to be evil (laughs) or she can't be like, you know what I mean? And, And I think like that... Um, outdated concept is something that Star Wars is getting away from and or, or hasn't necessarily ever really embraced. So it's nice to see women who are complex, who can embrace that femininity and still have an edge to them. Mm-hmm. They're, um, in, and this isn't canon necessarily, but you know, in season two of Visions, they had that episode. Uh, oh, and I'm going to forget the name of it, but it's with the, the Sky, Sky Dancer. Oh. Or something. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. With the remember. Ribbons you know and they're so feminine over like uber feminine but they are fucking they'll murder you you know what I mean (laughs) like like, without a thought of like a, a second thought and and just so um exciting to see uh complexities brought to female characters for me at least that's very empowering because I want a woman who's someone that's not necessarily just like not even just like the strong female woman, like you have to be all bronze or all brain or like whatever, like just to have layers (laughs) because women have layers. (laughs) Newsflash. And like Leia can be in a metal bikini and then also be a hut slayer, you know, and kill John of the hut. And I love, love um, characters who can have, like I talked about Admiral Sloan before too. She works for the empire, but she is an incredible, incredible woman. And so being able to see all of that and grapple with that is something that I think f- is empowering for viewers and readers and me especially because I feel like more seen, right? Or like I can wear I can curl my hair but then also go be a badass at school or work or whatever and you know, just have layers.
0: I don't know, I'm no, really no, I but no, I love it, I it though because it is important and it's especially mm-hmm. for like younger girls. It's important to show them that, you know, it's okay. You can be both. You don't have to be one or the other.
1: Yeah. You can be a mixture. You can be a mixture. You can just be you,
0: you know? Like,
1: and then we even have non-binary characters finally. You know, the galaxy is a lot more diverse and a lot more queer. So why shouldn't Star Wars reflect that, right? So whatever you want to do, whatever you want to be, like, I think that having a fictional universe reflect that back to our
0: Quote unquote, real universe is um, um, encouraged. There's space for everyone in Star Yeah, Wars. everyone. Is that a pun? Space for everyone? You, you see it. Like, start Sorry. from there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, But kind of like, you touch on it a little bit, but to kind of uh-huh. further it a little bit more, how have these characters kind of broken those stereotypes and challenged the traditional gender roles within the Star Wars universe?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm seeing a lot more and more and more of it. Ahsoka is another really good example. She's someone who I feel like we focused primarily on male Jedi characters, even in the prequels. you know. And Ahsoka is this strong female who literally walks away from the Jedi Order. And it's okay. You know what I mean? She's able to make these choices Mm -hmm. and it hurts and they show all the different sides of that. But she's able to be her own person. And I think that that's really, really powerful. Um, Something a little more recent. Well, I I was going to mention some stuff from the High Republic, but I don't want to like spoil anything. So all I'll say is that in the High Republic, they have a lot of that as Mm -hmm. well. Um, Characters all over the spectrum, just really being their own selves and showing different kinds of representation, um, regardless of your gender identity, which is just fantastic. Fantastic more of that please. i love that
0: <laughs> and, yeah, and again it's like, it's very important to have mm-hmm. and i'm glad that we're getting to a point where it's being handled and we're yeah. getting and we're like, breaking away from the traditional gender norms and like we're breaking away from that totally. especially again like bringing it back in younger viewers are impressionable mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and very it's good to show them you can be who you want to be. You can be yeah. whatever you want to be. And it's, important. Uh-huh. it's just important. And I'm glad that Star Wars it's... can provide that as well across the different oh, forms me of too. media.
1: Oh, which as it should be, you know, because some people love to read. Some people love audiobooks. You know, you're going to reach all sorts of different kinds of crowds. And I think it's, you know, people think, oh, it's just a story or like, oh, Star Wars shouldn't be political. Or whatever, been political, which is (laughs) always political for the first of all. Yeah, (laughs) that's a totally different thing. But like, it's very, it's so important about the stories we tell ourselves and our children and the next generation because those stories are where you find inspiration for who you are, right? And so, I've never really bought into people saying that Star Wars is just for kids or you know, it doesn't really, it doesn't really matter. Um, It matters very much. And I think we're going to just get to see, I'm excited to see as we all grow up and generationally how things transition and people are more empowered by these fictional characters. I, I can only imagine the incredible things that they're going to go on and get to do with their lives because they had these stories told to them exactly. throughout their lives, exactly. you know?
0: And I know I'm going to be very happy to see where it goes. Uh yeah makes me happy
1: <laughs> maybe that's the mother in me you know i have a daughter and so i'm just constantly
0: thinking of that but i i think it's true Which so. it's something that like so many people become mindful of in general mm. as they grow mm-hmm. up um yeah oh, absolutely. absolutely i feel like that that mm-hmm. in itself I, I say this a lot not a lot uh-huh. in episodes it's like that in itself could be an episode though to, oh, like, yeah. Really, like, totally. Dig into it. Oh, that could be its own kind of topic.
1: Oh. <laughs> definitely. Like, I have cribbed parts of my personality from fictional characters. Oh, my
0: God. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you 100%. Know I like... <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry. Spider Man is my entire personality. I'm s- not sorry, <laughs> actually. <Yeah. laughs> but, but it, it is, great. especially when, if you grew up with a certain <laughs> franchise or with a certain character or you just, deeply connected with one I mean there's a reason Uh why so many people are stoked for the Barbie movie because Barbie (laughs) is such a big part of so many of our childhoods like oh my gosh yeah yeah so anyway (laughs) no you're so right you're so right I cannot wait I know (laughs) I'm so I literally (laughs) I remember when it got announced I was like are you kidding me are you kidding me I don't know seven-year-old me <laughs> knew uh-huh. that one day there would be a live action Barbie movie I would have it would have blown my mind
1: and I just get the feeling that this Barbie movie is going to be so meta like layers again it's going to show I think Greta Gerwig the director said if you love Barbie this movie is for you and if you hate Barbie this movie's for you you know so I feel like it's going to be very like very I, I mean <laughs> movie of the that's year that's
0: yeah, exactly. I'm so ready. ready. <laughs> but uh anyway yeah. um in <laughs> what way have these characters uh contributed to o- the overall diversity and representation in the franchise
1: i think like you know it's easy i think maybe easier to look now and be like oh look at all the diversity we have now but People had to take risks initially on those characters, right? Like Carrie Fisher had to maybe speak back about something, or like, um, you know, it, it wasn't just all diverse. Like, oh well, we're diverse, no, so we need to do this. Like, uh, it was the storytellers. It was people who were telling these stories and deciding, like, no, we we need to tell a story about a, a female. We need to have um, a female director. We need to have people behind the camera who aren't just all male. Because not because female is bad, but if you're trying to tell a female story, maybe get females to tell it because they can just, you know, Deborah Chow, I'm wearing my Bryce Dallas Howard shirt right now. Like those women get it. And they show something a little different. Um, And I think that having those people who are taking risks um, in the boardroom, in the offices, in behind the cameras, you know, like all of that production side of it are creating these characters and taking risks and um, people are supporting that. Right. So we wouldn't have, Dr. Afra, this openly queer woman who has like a in comics kiss with another woman without, you know, she, she, other women walked so she could run kind of a thing. And it's really important, I think, to support that because if we support those kind of characters now, they can be built on the shoulders for, or future characters can be built on the shoulders of our characters of today. So it's it's a growth thing, right? And I think that having females just in general is important, mm-hmm. <laughs> which sounds so silly to say. It but, you know, be, the world is, it's not, we're, the world is half female. <laughs> so like there should be at least half female stories and half stories about women. And, and it's just um, wasn't always that way. So it's, it's important to continue to support that growth.
0: So we can have equality in our storytelling in front of the camera and behind it. Exactly. And that perspective is so important as well. Like you said, when it comes to the production of a a movie or like a TV show. And Mm -hmm. this has been discussed throughout, you know, like different uh, franchises. But the female gaze, like versus the male gaze, it's so different. And (laughs) it's very different. (laughs) It's It's just like... (laughs) Yeah. Some people don't like what? see that and aren't able no, to differentiate not. and understand <laughs> why we may prefer the female mm-hmm. gaze, and it's just like, ooh, it's frustrating sometimes seeing like on TikTok no. or like on Twitter, right. like seeing the discussion kind of going like flowing, like floating around for like the people yeah. show like different examples of scenes or like different characters yeah. or be like. You know, like this character is the female gaze. This character uh-huh. is the male gaze. And some people are like, what? No, uh-huh. I don't get it. Like, no, like that's so silly. That's so dumb. Da-da-da-da-da. Whatever. But it is important. And that plays into it that is. as well. Yeah.
1: Like if you can't tell the difference, that's fine. Still enjoy the character. But there are plenty of people who can. And it's important to be able to reach both of you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? What comes to mind, um, and I'm sorry, this is controversial, but it's Harley Quinn. Especially like Birds of Prey Harley Quinn um, versus Initial Suicide Squad Harley yep. Quinn. I like them both, but Birds of Prey Harley Quinn is so different. You know what I mean? And there's a reason for that. And some people didn't see that, and that's fine. But um, it spoke to me in a very different and a more, it felt more like, oh, I, I, I related more to Birds of Prey Harley Quinn. And that's important. You know, it's inspiring the next generation with people that they can relate to
0: um, through their own gaze harley quinn is such a good example to bring up actually though because if if you just like you physically look at how the character was portrayed in suicide squad what was like what 2016 i think versus birds of prey looking at like how physically harley quinn was shown (laughs) it's complete opposite and you can oh yeah in like suicide squad that was for the male gaze like period oh, yeah. like that short,
1: short. the way that she I was mean, dressed i'm like cute,
0: but... first of all <laughs> how is this practical in a fight like that it's aside not. it's not everything about it was not oh gosh it frustrates me so much yeah. cuz i'm like it not shocking but also mm-hmm. still shocking that it was allowed
1: well because predominantly it's been you know oh well only men read comics only men need to produce superhero movies and it's like well that's not the case you know there are other people than just straight white men who want to consume this stuff and i think that it's showing you know because people are supporting all that more and more we're getting more of that and we have the harlequin um tv show which is fantastic you know love that with ivy like phenomenal um and you know Everybody, the white, straight men still have their stuff too, and that's fine. <laughs> it's just about equality. It's not trying to
0: delete anything. It's Which just is about crazy providing crazy pe- some people think it is that, that it's trying to erase yeah, things yeah. and delete them and like make them not exist. It's just like, no, that's not it at yeah. all. It's just it's making just just space me. for other people to mm. enjoy it as well. Yeah. Yeah. I don't see what's so bad about people that. People are frustrating. But... Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. It. People She's are frustrating. <laughs> Fandoms can be difficult sometimes. Oh gosh. Yeah. Any fandom. It sucks. Honestly, like, no <laughs> fandom is safe. It's
1: true. There's always going to be there's something. There's always the dark spot. Un- the, the,
0: <laughs> there, in <laughs> the every fandom, spot. there's, like, that dark little cloud of negativity and, like, <laughs> hatred. And it's just like, oh God, why? <laughs> why are you here? I, think,
1: I mean, it's important. You think about, like, okay, well, for me, like, okay, what would Hera do, right? For you, what would Spider-Man do, you know? And that's, you know. Peter would save Spider-Man,
0: period, would just save everyone. And I'm like, I love you, but oh, my (laughs) God. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's hard. I get it. Totally. I'm going to be thinking about that. Gosh, now I'm going to just be, like, thinking about that all day. As if it's not, actually, most of the day is done by now. But anyway, whatever, it's fine. (laughs) But uh, looking at the progression from like the original trilogy all the way up to the sequels and beyond uh, with the shows Mm -hmm. even with the literature, Mm -hmm. how has these portrayals really evolved? And how would you say, especially compared to the original trilogy, Mm -hmm. what improvement, if you will, would you say has been made?
1: I mean, something that... Comes to mind immediately is uh, Twilights in general. So you look at like Ayla Sakura or even Ahsoka, or there's Ahsoka Clone Wars. I know she's not Twilight, but like, you know, like um, alien women in general were scantily clad or they were the dancers of the Palace. Ahsoka's Ahsoka's Tip Top, little child in a Tip Top. So practical for battle. Anyway, um, (laughs) that kind of stuff. Has evolved, where Ahsoka is now actually equipped for battle, right? And, um, you know, you look at Twi'leks who are drawn or more recent characters, and they're more practical. Um, Hera is a Twi'lek, and she's not really sexualized. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if it's, it's because she's, how she, you know, she's dressed in a non-scantily clad outfit, right? And that was new when she first was around, which is kind of insane, but um, that sort of, again, the male gaze, female gaze, like you were talking about, has evolved. And I'm grateful for that because it's a little ridiculous. And uh, uh, so not only is it just f- physical appearances, but I also think that um, the, oh gosh, it just left my brain, the, the Bennett test, the Beckett test? The uh, Bechtel test. test, yeah. There we go, we got it, I got there. <laughs> little ADHD moment, sorry. The beckett test. Um, also, uh, it's something that it's gotten a lot better too. Right. And so like, I think the writing of female characters has also improved because we have more female, non-binary, queer, you know, um, multiracial, like all sorts of different perspectives instead of just the traditional white man. Mm-hmm. And I sound like I'm hating on white men. I'm not, I'm married to one. They're great, but I'm just saying we need more. Yeah. Right. <laughs> And so I think with that, all those perspectives, we're getting that in the writing rooms, we're getting that behind the camera. And because of that, the characters are reflected um, more accurately to what we want to see in um, the stories that we want to consume. So that's encouraging. I am not saying we are 100%. yet. Yeah, there are still problems sometimes. Certain things happen and you're like, oh, that's very disappointing. But, you know, you live and you learn. It's not linear. So growth is just trying to make the next right choice, mm-hmm. right? Exactly. So I'm excited to see where we're going to go um, while also being grateful for where we've
0: come from, if that makes sense. It is important. And it it has been nice kind of seeing where it's gone and how it's kind of evolved. Yeah. Especially each, yeah. like, I mean, listen, like if you do a cute little marathon, little Star Wars mm-hmm. marathon, and you actually yeah. kind of like see, like you it. can do visually just right there and see how it's changed with either time or again like who's working on the project who's behind the camera like who's writing the story like it's all of the little things and it is really nice to see how it's Mm -hmm. progressed and also again it's like where it's gonna go
1: I know right like I can only I, I choose to be optimistic that it's gonna continue to grow but um it's frustrating sometimes or you think about people who have gone through it. They're the women of the, the the shoulders of the women that we're standing on Mm -hmm. now, right. Who went through it and it was a lot worse. And you're so grateful. Like Carrie Fisher is obviously a huge one that I'm just, I feel like she's, I mean, I'm sure I feel like everybody's heard about Carrie talking about how George told her there's no underwear in space. Oh yeah. You know? And it's just like, come on you know like that kind of stuff would not never fly now and nor should it and um I'm just grateful for those women who have dealt with that and gotten us to where we are now
0: oh gosh I miss Carrie yeah <sighs> me miss her.
1: too you know people talk about like oh and JFK died and 9-11 happened I know where I was I know exactly where I was when I heard Carrie Fisher died and it just broke me I literally slammed my thumb into a closet by accident because I wasn't paying oh, attention. Oh, here! And, like, the fingernail fell off. Yeah, I like had to regrow a whole new fingernail. It was a whole thing. But
0: I was just so distracted. I was so sad. <laughs> I was so upset. I think, it is, I think it's so wild that our minds have the ability to like pinpoint like core memories <laughs> yeah. of like instances like that. Like. I I think I remember exactly like where, like the moment where I was, what I was doing and my exact Uh thought process when I learned that Chadwick Mm. Boseman had passed away, which is like, (gasps) but it's like, why does my mind do that? Like it, it, it's insane that our minds are like, (laughs) you're going to remember this memory for the rest of your life. (laughs) but what you had for breakfast two days ago yeah but do you remember what you ate for breakfast two days ago no no we're not giving you that do you remember what you did last week I don't even know what you did last week
1: it's great Um, I mean it goes to show how important these stories are to us those are the real actors right and it just impacts us more than our daily nourishment I guess you (laughs) know
0: nutrition (laughs) who cares you're deep bond to this uh person and character? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that means yes, more than anything it, else. Yes. <laughs> Which like Oh, that's fine with uh, me. Yeah, <laughs> cool. yeah completely. Okay. I accept that as a normal <laughs> as a normal thing. <laughs> but um how have all of these absolutely amazing characters influenced you and inspired the audience?
1: I mean, everyone's got their own stories, right? Which is also what makes it so powerful. Star Wars is just so, something that can be so personal. And, um, you know, Hera has always, I've always connected with Hera, but as a mom now, my my girl, she just turned one year old and she's just, I just can't really watch Hera without crying, you know, and that's on me. But I just, you just relate to these characters so hard, so much, and you and you get so much inspiration from them. And I think it's just, it's kept me going, right? Like I mentioned earlier, you know, oh, what would Hera do? What would Spider-Man do, right? I've, I've, I can't tell you how many times I've gone into, um, I work um, in like a corporate setting. So I have to go into like boardrooms with like people who are supposedly a lot smarter and a lot more powerful than I am. And I cannot tell you how many times I'm just like, I'm Princess Leia or I'm General Organa, you know, or I'm Ahsoka Tano. And that sounds silly, but like Beyonce has a, like an alternate ego that she deals with on stage. Like, why wouldn't I in the boardroom? You know? Yeah. And so I, you, it, they just, that's a really intense way I think that it's impacted me. But I know everybody, I mean, people have artwork, quotes tattooed on their bodies, you know, like on their tombstones of these characters. And it's just something that's so intangible because it's so huge. It's just, pervasive everywhere and that's so exciting I can't even imagine working at Lucasfilm and realizing the kind of power and just um like incandescence you have in people's Mm -hmm. lives to like encourage them and light them up from within and like you know what I mean like that's so um beautiful as storytellers to be able to just um connect and inspire people's lives like that I'm getting a little poetic but it's just I'm, I feel very strongly that there's something in, like first in Star Wars for everybody, because I just think it's so. It's just the universe, right? And there's something in life that's going to inspire you, and Star Wars is just a galaxy far, far away. And I think that everybody can find something that's just going to get them through their day, or you know, save their life, mm-hmm. even right? So, um, I
0: didn't mean to get too dark. No, there, but, but it no, really it's so, so important though, because yeah. I think we all have our own little roster of characters that we deeply connect mm. with and who mean so much mm-hmm. to us. And <laughs> like what's wild to me is the person who sat down and one day like wrote the character of Hera. I don't think mm. they ever realized how much Hera could mean to you or to anyone who sure. loves her. Yeah. And it's oh yeah, crazy to think. And it almost makes me like wonder how they, feel to have like created such a character that has been so impactful and meaningful to people Uh and I think it makes me so happy as well because honestly I love (laughs) like hearing people talk about their favorite character I think it's it's so Uh I love it it makes me so happy because you never know why someone connects with a character and why that character means so much to them and whether it be a character they have who's been in their life since they were a kid or they met um mm-hmm. while going through like a more difficult time in their lives or depending on like whatever was going on um in their life that when they met this character. You never know. Mm-hmm. But there's so yes. we all have characters. Like we all have like our character. The one that uh-huh. like means the it's world cool. to us. Yeah. Like, it's
1: exciting. I and love it's, it. It's so exciting. You're so, right. so happy. It, yeah and it's fun to hear people talk about it like it's fun to hear people talk about anything they get excited about because you just feel that excitement too you
0: know oh my god like their face lights Some up their eyes talking. light up they get all this like yeah. like little bo- like boost of energy and it's just like yes oh my god uh-huh. to give me a whole speech on why you love this character i will like i will sit down and i will listen to you <laughs> <laughs> totally
1: you you and I were talking about Taylor Swift earlier and I mean Swifties that's a great example you know millions of people hundreds of millions of people are trying to get tickets to her tour and they all want to sing all too well 10 minute version at the top of their lungs and the fact that like I'm not even just that song but like so many songs right this moment that Taylor has created and just the whole world has their own attachments to it either getting engaged or breakups or whatever you know we all have these attachments to those songs or in our case these characters and it's just so incredible that storytelling has that kind of power i have to say
0: swifties our brains are wired different because the way that we connect the songs to like all (laughs) aspects of life including characters and like
1: character relationships
0: and moments and like crazy i literally listen i love a good scrolling on tiktok and a good like Marvel edit or Star Wars edit or like the Hunger Games to a Taylor Swift song. Oh, I eat that up. I'm like, yes, yes, thank you. (laughs) This is everything to me. Yes, for sure. Also, but like, also I cry hmm. because some of them are, some of them hurt. Oh my gosh, some of these edits are just like so good. I am in constant awe of the people Uh who make TikTok edits because some of them, (laughs) next level next level yeah. in pure and ins- i saw this it was like a couple days ago someone made uh-huh. like a wanda edit like a wanda scarlet witch edit oh. and it was the most oh. phenomenal like edit i have ever seen in my entire life in the i watched it a few times and i was like how did you do this did you do this oh on gosh, your phone send it to me if I, i'm gonna find <laughs> yeah, it i think right? i like I, I think I liked it please. so it's like somewhere there i'm gonna send it to you i was watching it and oh, i'm like how did it. you do this did you do this on your phone like <laughs> What editing software, like, it's since right? I, I have, yeah. I, I have a whole oh, yeah. album on my phone of TikTok edits that okay. I love. <laughs> I'm like, Amazing. just in case it gets deleted. But I'm like, this is a cinematic masterpiece. I'm like, why is the quality so good? Yeah. Why is this better than it was oh, in yeah. theaters? like. <laughs> Like,
1: future cinematographers, right? We're going to be at, like, the Oscars or the Emmys and they'll show, like, their work and it'll be, like, these, like, films. They're and like, all yeah, these, back like, in
0: 2021 bucks. I made this uh, Infinity War edit that reached millions <laughs> of really people of and had millions of shares and likes and comments. I was like, <laughs> the future. Yeah. I mean, wow. <laughs> <Yeah. Yeah. laughs> Bringing it back in, though. <laughs> We're off topic. i talk talk edits yeah. all day. But, uh, uh anyway. Um... Okay. kind of exploring the role of uh, agency and empowerment uh for female characters in yes. star wars uh how do characters mm-hmm. like leo like ahsoka and Rey embody these qualities and what messages do they convey to the audience i mean
1: that's a that's a good question um as far as agency and empowerment like I think it's important to note that these women don't have to be perfect, right? Having some imperfections is, is you don't need to have paragons of virtue and beauty to be like a hero, right? You can be whoever you want. Now, most of these women are beautiful in their own ways, but I'm just saying like, I like that. It's not Cinderella, Disney Mm -hmm. princess for every female, you know, whatever. I think that's really powerful. I think a, a, a meaningful character growth arc is really important. I think having like we were talking about before, like complexities with layers, having adversaries, good, bad, black, white, gray, all of that I think is really interesting. Um, but agency in particular, I think I want to hone in on because uh, we talked about the Bechtel test too. Like these women don't necessarily need to be attached to a man, right? Uh, also Katana left the order. You know, Ray is, she's a Skywalker, but she's, she is able to like, we saw in force awakens when Finn kept trying to like help her and help her up. Right. And she's like, I'm fine. I'll help you. You know? And I think that that's a message that again, should not be controversial, um, should be more pervasive, but, um, it's not in media, especially around little girls, you know, boys need to grow up and be strong and girls need to be, grow up and be pretty. Right. And so kind of flipping that or mixing the two of it is just, um, important for, um, audiences to kind of see and consume and, and be able to identify with those characters too, because as much as I love Disney and especially Disney princesses, I am never going to have hair like Ariel. You know what I mean? If only <laughs> or my hair could flow you know? so majestically. <laughs> a waist like Cinderella, like it's just not going to happen. So, and that's fine. I'm joking a little, but like, I think it's nice to have real women, right. Who can be themselves who don't need to be attached to them, to anybody, and can have these stories um, that people want. It's kind of, this is not Star Wars again, we're going to Marvel here, but like the fact that it took so long to get a Black Widow movie, right? And all these men got their movies oh on their my own. God, literally. I know I'm tapping into something a little bit here with you, <laughs> but that's what I mean, you know? Like the fact that we're finally getting an Ahsoka show, that's great. My biggest worry about ahsoka the ahsoka show is that she's not going to be able to have her own agency because so much of her story has been tied to other men now that is a huge part of her story Mm -hmm. i'm not trying to discredit that that needs to be there but i also want to see ahsoka being ahsoka yeah (laughs) you know having agency and being able to like be able to stand on her own and um i'm interested to see how they're going to tackle that
0: so i'm very excited too and it's always, I always get really nervous about any kind of project that, where, uh-huh. the tit- like, it's the title character is a female, is a woman, uh-huh. um, or, um, like, femme-presenting character. Like, it scares me a little bit of how they're going to handle it, what they're going to, where they're mm-hmm. going to take the story, and especially the character, like, relationships. And, like, yeah, that always yeah. makes me a little nervous, and because sure. i feel it doesn't it happens in some projects where they may introduce like a male character and then they'll make they'll re- deeply attach to them and then they'll i'm like listen you don't need to have a romantic relationship in every project that's mm-hmm. and that happens mm-hmm. a lot um mm-hmm. listen i love a good romantic comedy don't get me wrong i love oh, a good yeah. cheesy contemporary yeah. like romance good uh-huh. vibes but it's just like things like <laughs> yeah, that sure. like those little storylines aren't always necessary and it's like also not yeah. realistic like let yeah. them yeah explore life on their own form like all of these like various relationships and like see how they grow as a person going through these different yeah. experiences
1: yeah like that's that's interesting enough for me i don't need other
0: stuff like that is very interesting so i'm like give me uh show, show me, me uh, like how they like making their coffee each morning i don't care like that's intriguing <laughs> yeah, for that? me like
1: yeah. do they are
0: they like just like a straight up like you know like black iced coffee or black coffee uh, or oh, do they yeah. like to add a little bit nice. of oat milk or a little bit of cream, yeah. a little bit of sugar, a little bit of, like, vanilla syrup. I want to <laughs> know. Like, show us. That's me. just a lot of other characters.
1: Just as much as, you know, like, uh, yeah, little choices like that. Give me their birth time. Let me know what city they were born in. Let's figure out their chart. What's their <laughs> uh, favorite
0: flower? Like, what's their favorite color? <laughs> it's, <laughs> yeah. And it's just, like, all of those, like, little things that also make them, like, so, like, real and complex as well. And also just, like, further oh, allow totally. you to connect with them. I'd be like, oh, oh my gosh, totally. their favorite color is green. <laughs> Me too. Oh my gosh! Uh huh. Look, that easy. There you have it. There you go. All done. Sometimes that's all. Oh, right there. Sometimes that's me. all it takes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, let's get into kind of how have these characters been given depth and uh, unique storylines okay. that kind of go beyond being just a supporting character. Yeah, I'd love that. Um, so.
1: I mean, Leia. I think is a great way to, place to start. So she, I think, wow. I'm gonna say she was always kind of a supporting character in the original trilogy because it wasn't always about her, right? It was about Luke, and I think that, um, and I know, and I know that because when we um, saw with the discourse that came out for Kenobi, when they focused on little Leia and not so much as Luke, there were some issues with that, mm-hmm. right? And in the fan base. And I think that that's um, unfortunate because, yes, Luke had a main role. But Leia also, and especially now that we have all this other context and stuff behind the scenes, had almost just as important, if not more so. Like, yes, Luke battled Palpatine and Luke did this with his father. And that is great. And that is super important. But there are other stories and there are other people who are just as vital and crucial to keeping the galaxy going. And General Organa is a 100% one of them. Mm-hmm. You know, and so and the fact that she just like, I mean, I could I could ramble here, but like she did a lot for the galaxy and especially when she was in the Senate and especially when she was um, pre-Empire and doing a, st- a bunch of stuff We, we um, uh, like in Bloodline is a good example. Um, and and I, I'm sorry, my ADHD brain is like seven things. Oh, are I happening feel that. In my brain no, right that now. is deeply relatable. Here, so don't just, don't you so worry. <laughs> I'm trying to keep it general. Um, Leia is super powerful. And I think the fact that we've gotten more well-rounding of her character now is really um, encouraging. And I think something that Carrie appreciates and and her daughter definitely appreciates now too. So that, that is a good way of going back and calling kind of retconning the character, you know, kind of fleshing out more of her um, importance and more of who she is. But I think that, Um, Ahsoka is another really good example, too, because, I mean, even Ashley has said that Dave would often go to her and be like, oh, how's Ahsoka going to die? And maybe Ahsoka does this. And Ahsoka was just the Padawan. And then Ahsoka lives. And now Ahsoka has her own show. And, you know, it's blossomed into this whole thing. And I think that was very surprising, right? They didn't expect that character to blow up, especially with the initial reception she got when everyone was like, oh, she's just an annoying little kid or it's a girl. or Who is this Padawan that he never had we didn't know about? And I think that it's been really exciting to see taking something that can be so small and making mm-hmm. it into something that's so powerful for so many women um, and and non-women, but like also, I mean we're, we're talking about the women's stars, so I'm just focusing on female fans primarily. It's exciting too, because you see maybe some of the older characters that have gone back and kind of retconned stories in depth and um, layers too, which have also kind of translated. Into more modern characters, so like Ray, Ray coming onto the scene with having all of this kind of background um, or like a foundation created for her from other female characters gave Ray more. What's what I'm looking for? More room to grow, mm-hmm. you know, like kind of like what I said before, like standing on the shoulders of the women who came before you. So the fact that Ray can have more emotionality and more well roundedness from the get go instead of having to go back and kinda of add that on, uh, is exciting. I'm almost will stop. I'm now, rambling. Listen, I don't here there's a, a reason Sorry. why my
0: episodes are usually over an hour long. It's because I get sidetracked a lot. So <laughs> it's okay. I'm like, I wanna to talk to me? I'll just don't keep you time worry it about it. It's fine <laughs> Every single time I'm like, okay, I'm gonna like try to keep the episodes shorter and like keep them snapping like right Right on the topic only, and then then my uh-huh. brain usually starts wandering off into other topics, and it's just like, oh wow, talk about like one no. thing. No, never. never. Thank Each you. episode Appreciate is it. at least five topics in one. <laughs> it's Love like it. a, it's like a bundle deal. <laughs> you <Hey, it's interesting. laughs> get, get a lot more out of oh, uh-huh. it's like just the woman of Star Wars. Nah, we're gonna talk about like six other things at the same time there's something for everyone
1: exactly Exactly.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but uh how has the inclusion of strong female characters in star wars contributed to kind of breaking down those gender barriers and promoting uh, a lot more gender equality within the fan community
1: yeah, uh, another really good question. I think uh, Bo-Katan is a really good recent character of that. So she is uh, has a lot more masculine tendencies to her than maybe a traditional female character, especially her sister, uh, Satine. And so I think that is difficult for some characters and some audiences to adapt to or attach to or think something's wrong or oh you know like I mean I even fell victim to this too because there was a while during the Mandalorian where I thought that the armor was uh, bad I thought maybe she was like a rook cast or or something and and the more I've reflected on that I mean theorizing is fine but I think it was just because I saw the armor as very as much more masculine coded you know you didn't get a lot of emotions from her that femininity was just kind of stripped and I think I interpreted that as, oh, something must be wrong. And it was really kind of interesting for myself to, like, realize that, oh, I'm, you know, the way I view media has been biased from how I've been raised and how I've consumed other media, and that's something I need to be more aware of. Just calling myself out because that's something I learned. But I think it's interesting because, I don't know, that was just something that I thought I was doing better at. And um, as females, I think sometimes it's just we were raised with, the way we were raised and we're doing our best and we're trying but like I said we've still got a long way to go and we've, we're, we've made progress but we're still um still moving it's just forward. little so, steps
0: we're all constantly little growing. steps
1: yeah exactly and especially when it comes to like the question said you know taking down gender barriers and all that kind of stuff there's going to be um a lot of learning and a lot of figuring out how that looks um so so a mandalorian is a good example I think um in the novels there's a lot of good interesting characters who don't necessarily fit into that categorization either admiral sloan is another one who's a who's much more masculine presenting um and i think that it's going to be really interesting to see how ahsoka goes because i would like to see and i'm seeing more and more as the characters evolved um of ahsoka taking much more um you know self-actualization empowerment and that kind of thing not needing anybody else and And I would love to see more from that character in
0: the show um, coming out in August as well. I don't know. What do you think? I don't know. It just, it's, I mean, kind of like we said, like it's always like a learning curve and Mm -hmm. we were all like raised in different ways and it's just all about growth and taking steps and, and yeah. Cause it, it is a personal thing too. Cause everyone does kind of, view those kind of like traditional like gender roles and those various like barriers differently so Mm -hmm. when some of those barriers get broken down everyone's kind of perspective can be different on how they view it some Mm -hmm. some may like it some may not like it but (laughs) i i mean i know i i'm a big fan of breaking down those gender barriers and like norms and like seeing where it goes and like with Ahsoka again like I'm so excited to see how that show plays out I haven't even seen anything else past like that first trailer I've got to a point I've gotten to a point I get scared of trailers and like teasers and like anything and like behind the scene photos I'm like I'm like you know what I kind of want to go at it with fresh eyes let me experience it yeah sometimes Uh I cave I'll be told listen when the no way home trailer dropped i talked so much shit being like i'm not gonna watch the uh-huh. i have a video i ha- literally have a video where i was like uh-huh. well, you know i don't think i'm gonna watch the trailer like i really just want to watch the movie with like fresh eyes and like not knowing yeah. a single thing it took me all uh-huh. of i think three minutes before i caved <laughs> and watch the trailer and I think I literally have the video Aww. where I was like I'm not gonna watch the trailer cut so I watched the trailer <laughs> 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 but like that's happened with like a couple of things Bar- Barbie I watch um oh go yeah first yeah like the first yeah. trailer I watched I think like one teaser haven't watched anything past uh. that I'm like no I'm gonna go blind into this yeah. movie like I want to experience it, it fresh it's so the same same thing with like ahsoka watch the trailer and then I was like this is enough for me I'm like I don't need a trailer <laughs> to entice me to watch it I'm, to, I'm gonna yeah. watch it anyway like that's me with most yeah. projects or like that peak that franchise let's sticking to like franchise sure'm I'm, I'm like a fan uh-huh. of them. i'm like I don't really need a trailer like I'm gonna if it's a movie, I'm gonna buy a ticket. Yeah. Like, I'm gonna be there yeah. opening night watching uh-huh. this movie. Like, but yeah, I forgot the plot. What were we talking about? <laughs> it's okay. Breaking down gender Thank barriers. You. <laughs> I like halfway no, through that. Totally I was funny. like, wait, what was I even like trying to talk about in the first place? <laughs> but no, anyway. It, it it's no, it is interesting to see how that's evolved and what these new characters have brought in it
1: is and i think it's important to um i'm genuinely not trying to pat myself on the back here but i think it's important for fans to kind of like keep themselves in check a bit about it too because you know you talked about how does it like promote gender equality within the fan community and i think that that's a whole different Mm -hmm. ballgame right because there's the fandom menace or the dark spot as you called it of every fandom and i think that um It's just uh, crucial for us to keep supporting, talking about it and communicating about it and being like, oh, I misunderstood that. I can't tell you how many times. um, Well, a good example is uh, my friend Camilla. So she used to make videos on Padme all the time. And I remember watching and being like, I have a very misogynistic view of Padme, (laughs) you know, and I messaged her and I was like, thank you. I I didn't think about that. But like at the same time, I... Was re- I, I'd only watched it around men. I'd never heard a female talk about Padme before, you know? Which sounds so dumb, but, like, I I love the conversation that we're having, and I think the more you talk about it and the more you can be honest about it, especially as a fandom, especially as a creator, um,
0: then I think the better we'll be. Right. Agreed. And I, that's something I've, what I've really liked about being on TikTok, though, is getting introduced mm. um to either new characters or being introduced to like a different perspective because um yeah i can't even like count like the amount of times where i've been like listening through watching like a series of videos of someone talking about like a certain character and just learning all about them and who they are outside of like just what we've seen in like live action i've seen so many videos talking about padme oh yeah that's great from like the books and like seeing Mm -hmm. like getting a deeper understanding of who she is and i love that Mm -hmm. and i actually first of all again love that there's other bits of media where you can learn more about these characters second of all Mm -hmm. passionate people who love this character and love talking about (laughs) them and like teaching others about who they are what they stand for and like all these like little details and it's great yeah yeah But also um, kind of like when you uh, brought up that you used to have a more of a misogynistic kind of perspective on Padme. I think it's like things like Mm -hmm. that where we never realize how we, the way that we consume media, the outside factors that can impact kind of like our viewing. And I feel like a majority of us probably have kind of similar stories where we, used to see like a female character in a more misogynistic light before we kind of either got a different perspective or learned more about them or whatever your like our story may be I think I feel like we've all kind of been there before at some point in our lives
1: yeah I think it's part of being part of an online community right especially uh, these days it is and and that's I think a crucial part about it you be honest you be communicative um but it also goes back to people making the stories right like there's so much power no offense to george lucas but the way he wrote padme was so flat and did not pass the Bechtel test and like it's just very hard to get a strong complex powerful female from those scripts and so it's not necessarily the viewer's fault Initially, when they're seeing that character, especially if you're a kid, you know, and I didn't know any girls who liked Star Wars other than me. Like you watch the you watch the movie, you go home, you listen to your brother talk about it. And that's about it. (laughs) You know what I mean? So it's so crucial um, to have this um, that that power that storytellers have um, behind the camera to get it right and to consult with people and to realize that the perspective that they're sharing on these characters can be so informative and so um developmental to how people structure their viewing of the of the it's media.
0: important it matters
1: very yeah so much so but and that wasn't
0: me throwing my brother into <laughs> the, the way I love
1: my You're brother like, so by much. the way I love you I like just...
0: don't get me wrong but it, no but no, it's like great. little things like that and it's just like it's not necessarily a bad thing it's just kind of yeah, like how yeah, it was really and bad. like how it happened.
1: Yeah and now we can do better. Exactly. It's yeah. just like, it's little
0: steps again. Little mm-hmm. steps each day. Steps. Improving and getting better. That's right. That's part of Love life. Love it. But now, kind of getting into some like of the criticisms and controvers- controversies that have surrounded the portrayal of female characters in Star Wars. How yeah. like, do you feel these issues have been addressed by the franchise? And what, steps do you think are necessary to further improve representation um
1: a tricky question because um you know my perspective is only from the outside right I'm not in Lucasfilm I don't understand necessarily everything that's going on who's fighting for Mm -hmm. what and what they want to say and what corporate says they can't say and Disney and all of that stuff so Um, I know that there is a battle happening, and I know that there are some people, especially in the High Republic and the comics division, who are really, really fighting the good fight to promote representation and promote a lot of that female um, forward storytelling, um, which is fantastic. Uh, As a fan, you know, not necessarily that that all being said, as a fan, it has been frustrating um, because I know how important it is for these characters Um, but I don't necessarily hold that against anybody, right? I think if you understand where you're at and you say, okay, maybe I haven't done this right. What can I do to do better? Then that's great. You know, the next right thing. And so it's like, if, if, if you just meet me where I'm at and say, okay, I want to make this better. You know, how can I bring in more women on the writing staff? What can I do to bring in more female directors, more female, anything you know, and not just female, like all representation across the board. I I only see it as a good thing. Um, And that is something that's a little controversial right now with the writer strike. Because one of the things that they're striking about is like the small writing rooms and like, if, you know, having equality and having a certain amount of people in the writing rooms. And I, I, you know, I see both sides, but I don't think that there's anything wrong with having more people putting perspectives and having that kind of, um, database to pull from when you're cribbing and creating a story so i see how it's hurt characters in the past and i i think we can do better Mm -hmm. um whatever that looks like i don't know but um i am excited to see how some studios in particular are making pledges for representation and some studios are The, the ones that i'm really excited about are the ones that are just kind of silently doing it not like being like oh look we have our token female yeah. you know or like in avengers end game when it was like look at all the females on screen at once
0: Yeah, oh people get so you know? bent <laughs> out of shape over that scene and i'm like oh my god it wasn't them, for you if it wasn't for you <laughs> it's not for you it's like more for the people who bring down others for enjoying the scene yeah. like that's where it's like if you oh, don't like it you don't like it like that's that's fine fine. but if you're gonna like start shitting on people who genuinely like the scene that's Mm. where I'm like I start drawing the line I'm like you don't need to be an asshole just because like someone feels differently about it than you
1: yeah no you never do and that's a that's a across the board issue with fandom um which sucks People are just going to consume things differently than you are. And you just need to be okay. Exactly.
0: With that. And I'm like, oh. that's the thing that really gets me. I'm like, if you don't agree with someone's take or perspective on a movie, on a character, on a scene, on like, whatever, I'm like, you can scroll past a video. You know that, right? You can just scroll away from the tweet. You have that power yeah. to do that. But no, there are people who really take those like 30 seconds to 60 seconds out of their lives to like, aggressively like write some like comment back Be like you're so dumb for liking this scene like it's such a bad scene because blah 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 blah, blah." and i'm like okay and then meanwhile i've like gone like those kinds of comments before and then i'm like okay delete (laughs) like i'm like in the time that it took i'm like you type that for no reason now because all i did was i deleted it and now it no longer exists have a nice day have a nice day. But um really? kind of like on that like <laughs> note though of uh-huh. how they kind of address it. It really the first step uh-huh. really is like acknowledgement and accountability. That's just yeah, like the first thing, exactly. like addressing the fact that probably mm-hmm. wasn't great. But you can't erase the fact that a certain character was written in a certain way or certain scene happened mm-hmm. or certain costuming choices were made. Like that happened, that exists. But yeah, you dress it and now you move on. What is the next step? Like, what are you going to do to kind of improve and to actually address it in that way where you actively try to make that change? And I feel like,
1: I feel like that's so hard for so many people just being like, oh, hey, we kind of fucked this up. Maybe we won't do that again.
0: No one's going to get mad at you for that.
1: Oh my gosh. actually. I mean, people just don't know how to apologize. I think <laughs> like there's a certain YouTuber right now with a ukulele apology video that's going around and it's like, oh, how embarrassing. OK, <laughs> yeah, um, maybe that wasn't the best way to do that. And it's just wild that we're living in an age where some people like knock it out of the park, you know, they're like, oh, great, I messed up. I'm sorry I'm taking the time. XYZ. here's what I'm doing. Gonna do gonna like actually
0: reflect Great. on it and yeah. and I'm going to I'm going to tell you what, what the steps it. I'm going to take to be yeah, better. I, we love that. We lo- we we
1: all grow. We all make mistakes. And um I think it's just really it's just in human nature to just resist being like, "Oh, I did something wrong. I can't I can't admit I did something wrong." Especially if you're a studio, especially if there's millions of dollars behind it. I understand there's pressure. But as a fan, I just feel like it's frustrating sometimes to see that because you care about these characters and you just want them to be done right. Agreed. You know? Agreed. I know.
0: Agreed. I'm with you there. Yeah. <laughs> but kind of the final kind of question that I have for yes. you. Um, okay. In regards to kind of the future of female representation in Star Wars. Uh, we touched on it a little bit at the very beginning but are there any other characters yet to be fully explored or potential storylines that that could kind of further empower characters and us as an audience yes um
1: there should be way more queer people (laughs)
0: Period, a galaxy Agreed. should
1: be way more gay, um, and not in your face gay. You know what I mean? Just like people who are non binary, people who are this, people who are that, and just more reflective of the society that we live in. And um, I, it drives me crazy when it's like we'll have, like, what was it the, you know, the uh, Beauty and the Beast live action. Yes. Movie? They're like, oh, we got the gay couple. And then it was just a little couple dancing, you know? I was like, or like, even in Star Wars, we have, oh, we have a gay kiss, and it's just the lesbian couple off to the side. And it's like, don't say anything. Just let them be gay. Just let them do their thing. You don't have to focus just on that. They're gay. There's other attributes. Yeah, it just, it's fine. You know, you're not asking them what their favorite flowers are, how they take their coffee. Like, yes, your sexuality is different than how you take your coffee, but it's not something that you need to necessarily focus on to make it a political or make it a huge thing. And I would just love to see way more of that. Um, And that I feel like they do really well with different species. In Star Wars, they go back and they throw in, they bring in different characters, different like races and different animals and different creatures and all this stuff. And then they, you know, make it part of the universe. And I just would like to see that more with sexuality. I don't feel like that would be that hard, um, but it is something that's very controversial in our world. So I understand why it's an issue. I can already
0: hear the outcry what, from some fans about Oh my that. gosh. Yeah, it would be, I mean,
1: Star Trek does it fairly well you know I don't know how much of a truckie you are but they're they're doing better which is great um and like I said we just do the next right thing and I'll, I'm happy for the growth we have but you we're just talking about my ideal world I just feel like more characters should be doing their own thing you know um and uh, but additionally I think other storylines that could be explored that other than my little soapbox mm-hmm. moment there um <laughs> is I, I really, really like to see like the movie that's coming up the dawn of the yes. Jedi, the pre-Jedi stuff. Um, I am a legends girly, not like obnoxiously. So I think, I hope, <laughs> but I, there's a lot of stuff there that's really fascinating. And so I'm so stoked to see what they're doing about the dawn of the force and the dawn of the Jedi and like how it's all beginning. And I, I um have, was raised a Christian and like in the church and all this stuff too. And so I, I find like the origins of religion, not just Christianity, but all sorts of religions, really fascinating. So I think it would be really interesting to see how the Jedi start, how the Sith start, you know what I mean? And it's become this whole thing, you know, that's become this massive thing for the rest of the stories we see. But like, was it always that way? What was it like before? Mm-hmm. And and should it have been that way? And whose choices made it that way? Right. Like the butterfly effect. I just think it would be really powerful and i'm excited that they're they're gonna go um in that area and explore more it's gonna be awesome to see yeah like finding the force the origins of the force so they go into it in the high republic a bit but like
0: i don't know i love things like that i love a good backstory explain like explain like the nitty-gritty details of like how something began i'm like yes i can get behind that
1: i love it I love it. It's gonna be great. But I'm also not very picky when it comes to Star Wars. Like you give me Star Wars, I you're will like. Take oh, it's it. part of Star it. Wars.
0: Okay, I'm seated. Yeah, I'm there. A hundred percent. The media yeah. say less. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. Sometimes that's all it really takes. I'm like, oh, you're a Star Wars thing. Cool. You don't need to say cool. anything else. Yeah. I was like, oh, but it's like focus on. I'm like, it's okay. No, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, you can just surprise me with it. It's all good. I'm okay with that. <laughs>
1: Also, totally. it was really funny. Totally. Um, every
0: single time you said the ne- the next right thing, I just kept thinking about the song from Frozen Two. That- frozen Two. I am intentionally quoting okay, that. I have <laughs> it on I was like I'm in so my head, I just like casually, nuts. just starts singing the song. I'm like, yeah.
1: I should have said that before, but Frozen Two, first of all, slaps. The I there, love yeah. Frozen
0: Two, and I'm oh not even going sure to I know some people don't like it. No, I love that movie. I will watch it all it the time. It is so good okay
1: it is so good and the next right thing while not being the best song on the soundtrack it's still a really powerful song and for me it's become my mantra like I you know I fuck up a lot but if I can just do the next right thing then I think that's the right move
0: to that. go so. okay love that we integrated yeah. Disney into this with Frozen yes. 2 obsessed yes, with that absolutely. that makes me happy <laughs> but okay yeah. now now yeah. my final final question for you I'm excited for this yes. one of Uh all these really awesome characters that we've talked about today who do you think is a Taylor Swift fan and what do you think their favorite (laughs) album is
1: oh my gosh I feel like if anybody's listening to this this is this is the most controversial right like but I'm gonna I haven't prepped this yeah for uh, for some
0: context we started this call and then I was like I I had an idea I got this idea like 10 minutes ago (laughs) So this is literally not on the outline, and it still isn't on the outline. But I was like, I need to talk about Taylor Swift with with Kira on
1: this episode. Okay, Yes, 100%. Um, Okay, Leia Organa. Let's think. I'm thinking through her albums. Uh, I'm going to come back to Leia. There's too many that comes to mind. Let's, let's go through album by album, actually. If let's do a, it. If we can do that, that might feel a little easier. All right, so debut. Who is a debut stan? I feel like Ahsoka was when she was a Padawan, 100%. Mm-hmm. And now she listens to it just for, like, the memories. Um, Speak now. I oh, – this is hard, Ellie. I think Hera is a Speak yeah. Now fan. Yeah, I see that. Not all the songs, but I think Hera likes Speak Now. And, well, actually, you know, I have all my little Funkos over here. I should just be Just
0: gaze at them, them for inspiration.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Um, Ventress is a rep fan, 100%. Ventress is reputation. Um, I'm going to say Padme. Ooh, Padme is a Speak Now girly. I'm oh, I that. could what see Speak think? Now for Padme. Yeah, I'm really getting Speak Now for Padme. Ooh, um omega is a debut girly i see Omega's debut debut Uh uh-huh ray ray that's the problem when you know too much about these women like they're so complex you're like i don't know they like i'm trying to trying to see it all i'm gonna go who's a 1989 girly who is 1989 um (laughs) fennec shand fennec shand is a 1989 girly doesn't tell anybody um ray is evermore speak now burly i kind of feel like ahsoka would be like a folklore evermore girl right and she's like am i maybe i'm really bad at this i mean i think you could be however you think (laughs) i still come back to leia maybe leia is a folklore evermore girl i could see that yeah i kind of see that you're right mas canada
0: midnights i was just about to ask Who's i was like who do you think ray- is midnights
1: maybe mas canada um fearless ray is fearless ray's fearless i see ray as a fearless
0: girl oh you know what no i agree there i think ray is definitely yeah. like a fearless girl
1: yeah sabine ooh what would sabine be speak now
0: you think speak now
1: maybe rep could be
0: both both Coming is always a, both, is both. An both is an answer
1: both is always good um hmm. yeah i'm just gonna keep naming off women until you stop me so maybe stop me <laughs> okay we could <can> stop <laughs> i am gonna change my voice about hera though i don't think hera is speaking now i
0: see hera i don't know why my mind is blanking on all of her albums right now <laughs> stressed
1: I'm trying to have I not named any of them?
0: Uh, De- them? Debut, Debut, Fearless, no. Speak Now. Red.
1: red. Gin.
0: Gin is a red girly. I love red. Red is a good... Dinner's go. so. Oh, Lover. Lover. How did I forget Lover? I was lover? like, going through, I'm like, wait a second, oh Lover. Oh my god. How did I forget Lover? With your what Lover-inspired fit for when you went to era's Tour to, Kier.
1: I know. It's like kind of, other than Evermore, it's like my second favorite album. How did I forget Lover? We'll say Hera. Hera is a lover. I think
0: Hera is a lover. is yeah. an underrated album. <laughs> <It really laughs> underrated album.
1: Underrated
0: album. Oh my gosh. All right. I'm done. You know what? <laughs> I applaud you. That was great. Especially oh, for thanks. the fact that I basically kind of sprung the question on you. <laughs> you did fantastic. <laughs> And I'm gonna to listen to this again and be like, "Oh, I'm so wrong. All oh, my answers that's are fine. wrong." Well, but we can whatever. do uh, a separate post. Be like, "Okay, we're redacting what Kier said <laughs> at the end of the episode. This is the true, yeah, matchup." We talked about growth, right? Exactly. Making mistakes. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. You know, we can always we can always address it at a later time. uh oh, Taylor. Okay, thank you for giving us these songs. Just, I can yeah, connect for us to these characters. Love you on oh the gosh. not connected to Star Wars though, uh, we relate on this friend where when we hear <laughs> right where you left me, that'll be the end of days for me, <laughs> personally. I already know. Um, whatever she please that, I'm going to just die. I'm yeah, gonna be I'm gonna be scrolling song. on Twitter and it's gonna be like Taylor's surprise song in this city, right where you left me. Immediately I'm gonna pick up my phone, find Kier, and I'm gonna send a voice note and it's gonna be me crying
1: i will race you to it i will call you if i find it first and we can just scream together
0: it's gonna be a terrible <laughs> terrible day oh my gosh i'm like oh. praying to the universe to any higher being please let me it's just it's like the thing yes. where it's just like what? i don't care that it happened to you it should have happened to me that's me yeah <laughs> that's always gonna be me <laughs> yep yep anyway oh my gosh
1: yeah
0: so I get to hear those and whatever she says before it. I oh want to be stressed. I want to be like, someone find me so a high stressed. quality video of oh, yeah. this moment. Need it.
1: Need it. Need it, need it. Although, you know, have you heard the rumor that she's going to, uh, you know, release like, I mean, so she's playing all these live songs, right? Yeah. And then when she's messed up, she's been like, oh, I messed that one up. So I got to redo it again. And some people think that's because she's going to like release live recordings of all the songs. Ah. Uh. I don't
0: know. It's oh my theory. God. As with all the other theories, I, it's a class out. Who knows? So many theories. That happen. Oh my maybe. God. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, it's like anyway. the thought of it stresses me out. But uh, anyway, uh, that <laughs> anyway. wraps up our episode for today. Thank you to everyone for tuning in. Thank you to Kier. Oh my gosh, for joining me for this episode and sharing your incredible insights because you have so many, and I love listening to you talk about Star Wars and just like oh, things neither. in general. So cool. I love, love, love listening to you talk. Aww. But before we go, uh, let our listeners know where they can find you online and continue Thanks, to follow you and words. your amazing content and insight. Oh,
1: so sweet. Um, I am online at Mandaclorian. That's M A N D A. It's my last name manda and then Chlorion k-l-o-r-i-n like manda k manda chlorine that's that was the thinking behind that maybe it was dumb That's it. <laughs> i love it so much
0: oh was, it's such a good username i love hanging out with you ellie thank you this was lovely oh my gosh, not as good as in person yeah with you but this was very oh my gosh kira and i met for the first time in person in april and it was <laughs> 10 out of 10 the best experience of my life i was like oh i actually love this girl she is amazing i was in awe i knew Kier was tall i'm short by the way um and then i knew kira was tall but then i like i was like in awe i was like well i'm even kidding i was like who whoa goddess yeah. of <laughs> and i was like "Whoa, I'm so tall oh my gosh I don't know how to act around tall people because I'm like, I, as a short person, I view life very, very particular height.
1: I did very, I didn't pick
0: up on that. I thought you were fantastic. Oh my gosh. Anyway, Uh, oh my gosh. Also, it was in London of all places. I know. So fun. We traveled. Wow. Could you imagine being friends, meeting a bunch of friends, and then meeting for the first time on vacation? together to go celebrate star wars insane so absolutely london was a fever dream it really was star wars celebration fever dream i'm like did that weekend even happen i just went by so fast all those people it was amazing meeting everyone oh my gosh oh
1: yeah I would everyone should go to that. star celebration at least once preferably with your friends it's
0: a lot of fun. oh absolutely absolutely <laughs> i think or just like any con, fan expo, whatever. Period. Like, yeah. go to one mm-hmm. with your friends that you've met, bonding over various franchises. It's, <laughs> yeah. Trust me, it's worth it. It's worth it. It's so, so it. worth it. So worth it. <laughs> but anyway, as for me, uh, yeah. you can find me on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, I'll put put put. I'll put it all below because. As everyone knows, my username is different on each of those platforms, <laughs> but everything um, will be linked below, including Kier's socials as well. And again, thank you everyone so much for listening. And remember, we could do this all day.